Good evening, Tug fans, and welcome back to another exciting podcast on Thursday. Just me and you tonight, Chop. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm pretty good, mate. Yeah, uh, old Stu's out this week. Still a few in the study paddock. Good luck to those with their exams. I think Brittany might have sat his today, but um, yeah, no, there's a few big races this weekend, so a few to go through. Yeah, no, a few. We've got a few potential uh, ins in the coming weeks as well, so that'll be exciting. Uh, listen to someone else's voice uh, for once. But uh, yeah, as you said, four more group ones this week, although I like to think of it as three. Um, a bit disappointing, that flight stakes field, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I would like to see a few more there, obviously, but um, it's uh, two versus the rest, basically. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, um, just uh, They've all bypassed it, obviously. Yeah, no, a million dollars not enough, really. I mean, why would you go there? Especially these uh, these hack horses, those other four in the field, they're just going to take home some juicy prize money, a bit of black type, if you don't mind. So, mm. good for them. But uh, anyway, that'll be all we'll talk about with the flight. Uh, we might jump straight in, and we're going to start at Flemington. We're just going to go through three, three other uh, proper Group 1 races for the weekend, although Stu will argue the Metrop uh, not worthy of Group 1 status. But we'll start with the Turnbull, Group 1 at Flemington, over the 2,000 metres. Just quickly on the track chop, uh, it's currently rated a good four. No rain forecast for the rest of the week. Going to be quite warm actually the next few days. So I reckon it will get into the good three range at some stage during the day. But they are pretty good at Flemington at keeping it nice and soft. Um, the nine metre position apparently plays extremely fairly. So that's uh, good to know. Um, but it has at times suited those slightly in the first half of the field. But in saying that, this meeting last year, I think it was three quarters of the winners or something or even more came from uh, in the last couple of runners. So interesting to note uh, there. Um, all right. So, uh, well, we might start with uh, the Tassie horse shop, uh, our girl Mystic Journey. Uh, what do you think here, mate? Um Obviously, a few have the question mark on the 2000. That's the first time I'm seeing a step out that far. Um Trend has come out, uh, Manon, or however you say his name's come out. Obviously, you know, they're not going to knock um, Betty, but they've come out and said they can't see why she wouldn't run 2,000. Still haven't seen it yet, so that's the obvious question mark. Um, price, I think you can get about 290 is the best out there at the moment at the time of uh, recording. Um, I don't think she'll get much shorter than that based on that, you know, that, that question mark there at the moment. Um, obviously, I uh, got rolled by Gatting, who then went on to to not do a whole lot. Um, was that last week or the week before? Um, but I think there was no knock necessarily on the run. Uh, Jock said that um, she over-raced and was sort of a bit hot behind the barriers at the start. I, I'm still I'm still keen. Um, I did take an early price, which was nice. Uh, so there's a little bit of bias uh, decision-making there. But... Um, yeah, that's the question mark, and I can understand. Um, is, it, is that what you're thinking as well, to go a bit of a question mark there on the distance? Oh, I've just got a couple of question marks, I guess. I'm not I'm not super impressed with the barrier. Um, I, you know, Obviously, having not run the 2,000 metres is obviously a question mark, but as Darmo pointed out, probably around 1,800 around that all-star mile when she had absolutely no cover and still beat them. So, mm. um, I mean, in hindsight now, looking at some of the races she's won, yeah, okay, maybe the form isn't as good, but... You mean same goes, Mr. Quickie, yes, form. Uh, looks like it reads pretty well on paper for the time being, but, you know, it always takes a bit more time to show. Um, I probably couldn't dive in now at the current price around that 270, 280, 290 mark, as you mentioned, just with the question marks, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to, to still see a win. 
Um, I think the grand final is still to come, though, uh, for pretty much all of these horses, really. So that's always got to be kept in mind as well, uh, particularly if she gets caught wide. You know, obviously in the All-Star Mile, caught wide, still pushed on to, to win the race. But whether they get caught wide, do they just drag her back? Um, or, you know, do they push on and try and get a spot outside the leaders? I'm not sure. So get a bit of pressure on Damo to, to find a spot. Um, but yeah, certainly no no knock from me. Um, but pardon me, but couldn't back her at that price necessarily mm. at this stage. But I think you'll get a better price still. Uh, I can see money coming for a number of other runners, and I reckon she will just drift back out even a little bit past that three dollar mark, which very backable um, for me. So um, that's my thoughts. Um, what's the, what's the obvious danger? Do you think to Mystic Journey for, to your futures bet? Are you going to save somewhere or just the usual stuff? Uh, you know me, I'm usually a one bet man. Um, obviously, Mr. Quickie had those very quick closing sectionals um, in, in that same race uh, with the Gatting win. Um, that I, I think uh, the obvious danger there, uh, Johnny Allen, uh, good jock as well, getting a fairly good price there at around four bucks. I think eased, I think. Uh, got into about 360 and he's back out to four. Um, I think that's the danger. Hartnell, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, is he past his best? Yes. Can he win this race? Yes. Uh, there's a few others out there. You know, Finch is obviously a uh, red-hot favourite for the for the cup now, um, mm. the big cup, that is. Still yeah. too short at 2,000, question mark there. Um, outside of those, you know, I'd... I, well, the ones I've mentioned, uh, I'd probably be leaning towards um, sort of, I guess, uh, Hartnell and probably Mr. Quickie is the dangers uh, for me. What about you? Yeah, look, I, I don't think Hartnell can win. I think we've seen enough this prep and, and he's probably best kept fresh. Um, I can't see him winning uh, maybe another race ever on what we've seen now. Mm. Um, so yep. I'd, I'd be happy to, um, to risk him in quaddies and alike. Um, he'd probably run a good third or fourth, but I just yep. think he's had his chance now, this prep. Um, interesting runners for me. I agree, look, Finch is obviously racing well, but he's a bit of a one-batter and he stays at 2,000. Um, there's a few horses in this race with pretty elite turn of foot, so I can see him getting rolled. Um, no knock going ahead into the Cups, but um, I don't think yep. this is the race that he's going to be winning. Um, the horses I'm interested in outside of the two um, at the top of the market, and yeah, I am personally very keen on Mr. Quickie. Um, aside outside of him, Rostropovich, I'm very interested in. Trialed super first up, very unsuitable distance over the 1600. It was only three lengths mm. off, batting and just behind Mr. Quickie and Mystic Journey. And um, clearly, the horse well credentialed over a trip. He's undefeated second up. Um, look, he probably has to go back from the draw, but he's got versatility to go forward. So interesting to see what they do there. Um, again, not his uh, grand final uh, set for the Cups himself, but he's come back really well and he's pretty, come a pretty good price, you know, $14 each way bet if you're interested there. Um, and the other horse that I'm keen to watch, um, probably not for this race, but um, certainly for the Cups as a local chance, is Vow and Declare, who I think should have beaten Mr. Quickie in the Queensland Derby. I had something on him at 40 bucks, so... I was pretty filthy that day, if anyone had to see it. I got out wide, vow and declare runs, and he just kept finding the line. It was incredible. And then he came and brained a group class field uh, over the 3,000 metres, which included our one of our favourite stable horses, Big Duke. And, geez, that was a fairly good effort as a three-year-old. So I um, oh, really keen to see how it comes back, and I'll certainly be having something on it just in case because I think this horse could be anything um, in the spring. We'll come to our favourite spring uh, local cup contender later, but... Um, 
geez, this horse has probably been a bit forgotten um, running as a winter horse, but that form's got to be pretty good. So there are a couple that interest me at odds. Um, and the only other one that I could be talked into, including um, in multiples and quaddies, et cetera, would probably be Kingswell Dream. I think ridden a bit warm last mm. time. There was money in that race at 1,600 in the Maccabi Diva, and I was on him that day. Um, money again here. Um, ran really well first up, so and was off a long break. So maybe this will be the run third up 2,000. So if if outside of the top two, if, if something else was going to win, I'd probably be picking one of those three, but I think the winner comes from the three or the four. Um, any thoughts on any of those runners from you, mate? Um, no. The only thing, uh, Hartnell, they said um, Bowman didn't take a, a positive enough ride, um, so I assume they'll be looking to just roll a little bit further up on speed this run. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Numbers three and four for me as well would be the only sort of the key two that I'd be looking at. Yep. No, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, that's not uh, it's not um, uncommon, someone knocking a ride from Hugh Bowman of late. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Flip from last week. And uh, he still picks up a ride in the Caulfield Guineas, if you don't mind. So uh, I'd like to see him ride something that's not $2 and uh, not untested. Would and be not good, winks. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, maybe they'll maybe they'll see his true colours this spring. Who knows? So I think for our quaddy look, we're obviously locking in the three and the four. Uh, are we we thinking of taking anything else, or are we pretty happy going skinny here? Oh, I think we'd be happy to go skinny based on the other legs. Yep. Yeah. All right. We'll lock in the three and the four, and uh, we'll put up uh, confirmed numbers later in the week. But. Uh, that sounds pretty straightforward uh, there. And just for those listening, uh, definitely have a look at your Caulfield Cup Cox Plate markets for some of those aforementioned horses, in particular Mr. Quickie, uh, Vow and Declare and Rostra Povich. I think they'll all trim up uh, as long as they run well enough here. Misty Journey already pretty skinny in any market you'll find her. Um, but those other horses, you can still get a bit of value in a few races. So if you're a futures player, have a bit of a look. And as a new futures player, Chop, that's just something for you to note there as well, mate. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're across the border now and have a look up at Ramwick. As we said, we're not going to have a look at the uh, the fight stakes because that's just a waste of time. Good luck to the two horses there that we should have backed weeks ago. Um, we'll jump into the Epsom, which, oh, geez, this looks like a good race. This is a nice little field, a lot of up-and-coming horses, classic handicap style field. And uh, just quickly on the track, still rated a soft five, um, a little bit of rain, in the next day or so, but nothing major. I'd say we're looking at a good four, um, and it probably will stay in that sort of range, even if it starts as a soft five, for example. It's quite warm up in Sydney, uh, even warmer than Melbourne, so I think we'll get a, a good four. Um, and it looks like from re- previous meetings with the rail position at the, the two metres, which is not much, it, it has slightly favoured those drawn in, um, but I think it should be pretty even. There may be a little bit of headwind in the straight, um, which should eat that bias, I would have thought. So hoping for a fair track, as always, um, up in Sydney. So having a look at the Epsom, well, the obvious runners, um, we might start with Tia uh, Cow Shark as the visitor, uh, first of all. you think he can win, Sean? I do. Um, and had there been $5 odds, I'd, say, I'd, I'd be saying no, but the odds are getting out there enough around that six fifty seven dollars mark to, to make me... I mean, the odds uh, is irrelevant if the horse can win or not, but it's, what I'm saying is a more backable price now. Obviously, going 12 to 14 to 16, um, you know, every step up in distance there is help. 
hoping. Interestingly, uh, that six-length victory uh, last prep um, in New Zealand was on a good track as well. So um, no question mark about running the good track. Obviously, has drawn the, the car park um, and is going to have to run past a few of them. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, I think the Shark can win. What about you? Yeah, look, I think he definitely win. Um, and, yeah, agree. Price is definitely backable. Uh, I just worry that he's probably going to be even further back than um, he was last time. And, I mean, there was a significant bias on the day when Dreamforce kicked away at the top of the straight and Coldin got held up in that same race. Um, I think he could definitely have been closer, but three lengths is still a significant margin. Um, and, look, in a bigger field, barrier 16, uh, I think he can run another slashing second or third, but may mm. find one or two better just on the basis of the weights and the draw. Um, so I think you want to be backing him each way, and you can. So that's a bonus. But um, he's not a chips-in sort of bet for me from that draw, uh, although he does go back anyway. So you could argue that the draw is no negative if, if you thought he was going back to last year, respective. But um, big field. So I yep. think that's the only question mark for me. Um Interest, other interesting runners that we might go to the other two out of that race, the tramway first up for those couple of aforementioned horses and uh, two of them have ran again. So Dreamforce, he's got the car park. He did draw Barry 20. He's carrying 57 kilos uh, and the weight of my futures bet. And uh, I think we've, we've mentioned in brief earlier in the week, you know, go forward horses. You sometimes prefer to draw something slightly wider, but 20 is probably still not ideal. Um, looking at the map, though, I'm not terribly concerned about uh, speed drawn in or anything that's going to really make him work across. Uh, and he's got good gate speed, so I couldn't talk anyone out of backing him. Um, but he's the one who's going to be the sitting duck uh, at the top of the straight. He does kick off speed, but um, again, he may be one that's just sort of wanting the line all the way to the 1600, and, and maybe he's a better 1400-meter horse. Um, not sure. So... He's definitely a great each-way bet, but whether he'll be finding one better for me is the question from Barry 20 now. What about you? Um, yeah, definitely uh, definitely interested in Dreamforce. Um, three lengths of Ilias, uh, beat home Happy Clapper. Um, you know, there's, there's some real quality Group 1 horses. Um, this is obviously a Group 1 itself. All wins have come on the good. Um, so, plus, so, uh, yeah, Big plus, um, roll forward type of horse. Obviously lugging the weight around. Um, and, yeah, I guess a little question mark whether he can sustain the run um, all the way up to that 1,600. But, uh, yeah, definitely including in my numbers. Yep. And so on to the next one, I guess, is Colding. So to that same tramway race, then came out and came from last, winning, um, was it the Shannon? I can't remember which I think it was. Um, no, the, the Richie. Um, a couple of weeks ago, 1,400 on a soft track, came from well back and just pipped fierce impact on the line. Look, probably not a star-studded field that he beat there uh, and start of the season, terribly unlucky, still counting my chips there. Um, but it was only three and a half lengths off Dreamforce and a half a length off Tear Cow Shark with the same weight and was held up for, you know, 150, 200 metres in that race. Um, so I can certainly make a case for him on the back of that. Um, I think he beats the Shark um, with even luck. Uh, the only question I have for him is where he slots in from barrier 13. He might need a tiny bit of luck, and Glenn Boss has been riding well, so hopefully that um, provides him with some cover. 
But uh, he's got to be the horse to beat for me. Um, I think he can settle midfield and just needs to get a bit of luck in running, 50 and a half kilos. Um, yeah, he's, he's top pick for mine. Uh, what are your thoughts on Colding? Yeah, also also very keen. Um, I'm liking this tramway form. Um, lightweight. Uh, I mean, you've said it all. Um, those three that we've already talked about, uh, I'm, I'm considering my top three. So, um, yeah, you know, gelding um, obviously has been a been the great call with the ultimate gear change. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't he? only only losses of gelding came in that tramway, and we we sort of never really knew this. So. Um, yeah, go well. Um, other, I've got a few other roughies that that I can pick out. Um, have you got anything else uh, that you're interested in, or is it just a clear top three for you? Um, it's a clear top three. The only other one, sort of, it's some decent, unforgotten. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. hasn't done much. I just had a look. Last ten starts, one win and three places. But this mm. is a horse. Is this the one they called the Mini Winks? Waller came out and said this yeah, is the Mini Winks. Yeah. I mean, they tried the star and yeah, I mean, just I mean, got got the class. Has been you know run around some good horses. Just doesn't like to win recently. Um, uh, the only other one there as well, fifty stars, uh, one of mine. Um, so maybe I'll have a little five or ten dollar bet on fifty. Stars, just in case. For those yeah. top three, yeah. How about you? Maps, be- maps beautifully as well. Fifty stars. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about this sort of um, quality of race for him, but interestingly, he's two of two, fourth up, and it looks like he might have been set for this sort of race after having that quick backup run uh, in the Maccabi Diva. Um, after running a disappointing race the week before that, um, you know, nearly a month ago now. So, oh, you should definitely have something on your boy there. I would say, Chop. Mm. Um, for me, the other ones that I could include at odds um, are the two best of days. Um, really good form around this distance. Uh, maps well. And again, looks just like it had been set for this race as well. Uh, obviously up in the weights, but um, he, he has run some very good 1,600-metre races and he's looks really good on the map as well from barrier uh, six. Um, ones at longer odds, 16, Natoya, I think could have beaten Rock. Um, in that race at Newcastle and um, gets a good weight swing as well. Um, they were very happy to get into the race and uh, he's got a bit of talent, so good odds. Uh, the 17 Chaotic has had the colding style preparation off the gear change um, and, you know, same colours, same stable. Actually ran really well in that same race I've just referenced and um, he could run a cheeky race at around $51, so I'm going to have something small on, on him. And the last one, um, if you were interested in something at odds, would probably be Cascadian. Not so much at odds, but I think can probably settle a bit closer from barrier two. And um, this has been the high pause all through the prep. So I'm not going to let it go around without something on it. But uh, if he misses the start again, he's basically, uh, he's F-U-C-K'd from barrier two. So <laughs> you might want to have a bet in running if you're keen on, on cascading. But money's been there earlier in the week. So, uh, But very, very excited for this race and uh, certainly big on the nine and the one in terms of betting strategy with a few other small bets around those. So looking forward to it. All right. Um, we might jump across the Metrop now, Chop, if you have anything else to mention there for the Epsom. No. Uh, 
This is the uh, the race not dubbed as a Group One by Stuart, um, but and look at yes, not as big, not as good a quality field as the Epsom, but uh, twenty four hundred metres last year won by Patrick Aaron at pretty good odds, and uh, the horse that ran second is back again, number twelve Broomham Rocks, point one lengths off Patrick Aaron, and comes off a, a win at similar Patrick Aaron odds in Melbourne last time out. Um, what are you looking at here, mate? Uh, the one you just mentioned, Broomham Rocks, uh, obviously has that that um, form on last year. Um, I think it also ran a close race, maybe a second to Holmesman. Uh, I might have read somewhere as well. Um, uh, yeah, Kieran McAvoy on board, nice lightweight. Um, I will just add that this, oh, I'm struggling with this field. Um, it's a pretty open affair for me, but I think I would be leaning to Broomham Rocks on top at the moment. Yeah, let me just rattle some of those things off for you. So third up, last preparation, 0.8 lengths of Ilias at 2,000. This time around third up, winner at um, Caulfield, was it, the other week? Um, then went to the Metrop, 0.1 lengths off Patrick Aaron. Uh, the following run, 1.2 lengths off uh, Yucatan, eased down that Herbert Power, beating Prince of Aaron, who was a subsequent place getter in the Melbourne Cup. The run after that, uh, the Hotham 2,500 metres is a ballot exempt race for the Melbourne Cup. was just half a length off Prince of Aaron beating Jarmay, who then came out and won again. So all of its form later in preparations, aside from the autumn form, where it struck a few heavy decks third and fourth up and then didn't obviously come on um, in the Sydney Cup after those runs, have been excellent, despite him only being a one-time winner, which was last run in Australia. So I think we just ignored this horse the other week, and um, it certainly looks to be the best horse in this race and five dollars or thereabouts um 550 even was around prior to today he's not too bad in this sort of field i think he maps beautifully so i've got him clear top pick uh, as well is there a key danger for you oh one i do like is um uh, is scarlet dream um has some form around one of my personal favorite horses in uh, very elegant uh, Gets in with the ultra lightweight of, of 50 kilos um, and uh, ran, a, ran a pretty good race uh, in, the, in the Kingston town over the um, 2,000. Um, eats up the distance. Um, and obviously, I mean, very elegant. Hasn't come on and shown that form this prep, but he's a, you know, dominated last spring. Um, so Scarlet Dream I, I like as well. Uh, and you can get some, some all right odds around the $7 mark there at the moment. Uh, and and if I had to include another one, uh, would be Attention Run, who's coming through the Newcastle Cup, I think it was. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and did a whole lot of work there. Uh, gets a good weight um, with the 50 kilos as well. Um, and, and obviously, uh, is it some pretty good odds there as well. But Ribbon Rocks, I mean, I think the punters have realised looking through, you know, the aforementioned races that you just mentioned before, um, they've backed it based off, you know, there's some, there's some quality horses that Brim and Rocks has run around, um, hence they've backed it in. So uh, probably those three is the, one, the ones that interest me. Yeah, and look, he's exactly right. You got none of those horses are here, are they? So it's, no. uh, it very much makes sense. So um, just quickly from me, outside of uh, all of this intertwined Newcastle Cup, uh, recent Randwick and Rose Hill running form, which you can basically link all of uh, these Sydney Waller horses through, um, I've 
tipped him earlier in the week, Gallic Chieftain. You can actually get the same sort of price now, if not better, because of a few others accepting here, which I wasn't sure were going. Um, and also the barrier, obviously barrier 15, no spoils there. But uh, Blinker's on, third up. He's only lost once. Um, he's been running really well down in Melbourne. Um, I still think he's a good each-way bet. Um, and if I was to take one horse out of that very muddled form, it would probably be Hush Rider. I think just on the map, can just sit in behind Stampede, who I think just got all the favours last week and really didn't beat much. Um, and I think that's the, the big danger to, um, to Brimham Rocks. For me, would be, be those two, if Gallic Chieftain can get a bit of luck in running. Uh, but Hush Rider is the one I want to be on up in front, making luck there. And I can make a little case for your namesake, number 11, Sir Charles Road. Uh, the two of us are lucky enough to have a bit of $50, Oof. thanks to uh, a couple of tips out there. But uh, I actually think this horse can run really well. He's placed in a couple of cups, Sydney – he's run well in a couple of cups, Sydney Cup and the Melbourne Cup times two. He's clearly a class horse. He comes to this race fourth up where he's um, he's ran well. He's had three starts fourth up for a first and a second. He looks good on the map, and uh, I think he's raring to go at the 2,400 on a couple of pretty good-looking runs. So he's a good roughie. I think as well in the field, any, but uh, outside of Brimham Rocks, it's it's pretty open. I think. Any anything about that Nerf Bosk Tigo? Yeah, another sectional star from Melbourne, uh, who's been getting back to last and is rattling home every run so far. Has good stats at twenty four hundred. My only question over him and the similarly Scarlet Dream is where they get in the run from barriers one and two, mm. with um, some horses out wide that may be forced to go forward, and they could end up being shuffled back four or five on the fence. But at the same time, not sure how quick they'll go. Um, and if they go quick enough, which Stampede might roll along, it won't really matter because they're only going to be one or two horses in each running line. So you're going to be able to get out wherever you are. Um, so that was my only query uh, with those runners. And, uh, yeah, I'm just not sure if any of these can beat Grimm and Rocks, coming back to what we've already said at the start. So uh, I can't have this money for Stampede. 11 into 6.50 today. Um, Hopefully that just pushes out Brimham Rocks for another bet on Saturday. The ideal. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be collecting. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm. 52 and a half kilos, of course, as well, Brimham Rocks. So let's not forget that. It's quite advantageous um, in a field like this. All right. So anything else you like at Ramwick? Um, Not at this stage. Um, What about you? I haven't got anything else at Ramwick at this stage. That's all right, mate. Uh, look, <laughs> I've got, I've got wanna, one. I've got yeah, one. I don't want to have to mention this horse, but uh, it might even be the same one you're thinking of. But I don't really want to have to mention this horse. But I've got a, there's a horse that runs around 1,600 metres in race three who's drawn wide its last couple of runs after coming back as a gilding and running pretty well. And it's been really making good ground all three runs so far. Draws barrier four, which is a big advantage, I think, because it can sell a bit closer. And that's the horse they call Dealmaker. Um, I've had a look at this race today after initially wanting to back Shock Alert, um, who's a bit up in grade here, and I oh, just can't get away from Dealmaker Barrier 4. Came from near last, his last couple of runs on tracks that weren't suited to back markers. Um, maybe t- Saturday's the day, Chop. Maybe, maybe. Um, the, the other one I was going to mention, uh, which I already mentioned the name of, very elegant, getting around in race six at Randwick. Um, Stakes. Yep, uh, up to 2,000. We, I think you and I both had a little question mark whether they may go to the Golden Eagle this year, so keep it shorter distances. 
think we may even have a little futures bet on. Whoops. Um, <laughs> Uh, but up to 2,000, um, much better uh, chances there. It's a, I mean, she just likes to – she just eats out the grid. Ugly-looking horse when she runs. Bloody hell. Heads all over the place. But I love her. So um, I'll be having some money on Very Elegant. Yeah, I'll certainly be saving on her. But uh, for me in that race, I think I'm going to have to come back to the Salmon Doubt well on the map and uh, back to a good mm. track. I'll give him uh, another chance. He's been pretty good to me this prep. So um, they're the two there for me. Uh, flicking over to Flemington, I've got uh, – I'll try and pick one out in this impossible race nine, the uh, Edward Manifold, which, of course, threw up the 1,000 guineas winner, Ampatriti, last year. Price is going quite rapidly, if you're interested. That is number 14, Casino, who – you look at the stewards' report, they didn't tend to say it was terribly unlucky, but I think it was horribly unlucky in that race last time out. Settled just off the speed from a similar barrier, um, you know, just one back the fence and never saw daylight. Um, gets the senior jock in Mark Zara on. Um, it's been 26 into 16 today um, in a very open race. Um, I'm happy to spec uh, her at a bit of odds. Uh, in the last, anything at Flemington for you, Chop, outside of the Turnbull? Oh, yes. Uh, we've got the Bart coming stakes. Uh, we've got a big one here. Oh, big. boy. Oh, boy. Oh, Surprise, baby. baby. The baby. Uh, now, this is... This is a, a lightly raced horse that we are just absolutely hoping wins this weekend to get into the Melbourne Cup. Will be absolutely beautifully weighted in the Cup. Just an out and out stayer. Um, ran actually pretty well in the Fian Stakes over over sixteen hundred. Rattled home finding the line. Prusker actually came out and said it runs as fast as his sprinters. Mm. That was a brilliant turn of foot. There's not much in that race. Um, King Leograns is is the second in the line of betting. Um, but I'm, I mean, surprised, baby. They've backed it in from about two ninety, I think, uh, into two twenty five ish now. I'm, um, yeah, I'm very keen to see uh, surprise, baby, run. And won't the boys be cheering uh, at home if uh, if it gets up? Yeah, I hope so. We'll be mm. there on the day, streaming to you live. Flemington, if this horse gets in the Melbourne Cup, I'll tell you what. But uh, yeah, and, he, and of note, no steel prints in this race, which has been a, a oh, uh, oh, horror. disappointment. And uh, yeah, still having nightmares about that Andrew Ramston when um, he got heat stroke and he had to have 18 different runs to, to try and still win. Steel prints were seized off the, you know, from midfield, had the easiest run of the race. And he, oh, I just thought he won the photo. But uh, anyway, hopefully on Saturday there'll be no more nightmares and uh, it's about 5.0 or probably 5.10, let's be honest. We're running three or four minutes late. We'll, um, we'll be cheering the baby across the line. So um, good luck there, Chop. But uh, I think that about rounds out our thoughts for the, the three main group races and um, a couple other tips uh, go well. And uh, we'll put some more lovely stuff up in the next couple of days. Good, right. good luck, punters. Yeah, good luck, guys. Cheers.